Hey listeners, we have a new partner to bring you even more laughs. Cottage Comedy Digital brings you the very best in comedy specials, albums, podcasts, and original series. Check out cottagecomedy.com for all their hilarious content. Welcome to Moms Are Not Funny, the podcast where we, two wannabe comics, interview comedians about the moms that influence them and their sense of humor. We will also chat about their favorite mom comedians and the impact they've had in the comedy world. I'm Jen Richardson. And I'm Christine Hall. Okay, here we go. So today we have with us Martha Martha O'Neill. She's wry, often edgy, and her comedy is at odds with her laid-back, likable stage presence, a combination which has made her an audience favorite wherever she performs. Uh, she is a Toronto native and spent the first 10 years of her career performing an improv and sketch, but shifted to stand-up about 16 years ago. Uh, and she hasn't looked back ever since. She performs regularly at Absolute Comedy, Chain of Club chain of clubs, uh, corporate, private events, and has performed all over Canada as well as Dublin and London. Um, She has television appearances that include a stand-up special, No Kidding, on iChannel, The Mom Show on the Slice Network, and Come Dine With Me Canada on W Network. She also is a busy voice actor and performer on-air personality at 105.9 The Region, serving York Region. Martha was nominated for a 2009 Canadian Comedy Award for Best Stand-Up Newcomer, has competed in both the 2010 and 2012 World Series of Comedy in Las Vegas, and was a performer in the 2013 She-Devil Comedy Festival in New York City. From 2013 to 2018, Martha was the executive producer of the She-Dot Festival, Toronto's Festival of Funny Women, and continues to produce shows highlighting women in comedy. She recently released her first comedy album, Find Big Girl, available everywhere. Thank you, Martha. Welcome. Yeah, I sh- I should have sent you a shorter bio. That's embarrassing. That's, I didn't realize the whole. That's a great bio. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, I I cut them back usually, but I'm like, I want to say all of this. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's, sweet. that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot so, when you say it like that. So thank you so much. How did you How did you get into comedy? Um. Well, it started way back, ladies. I'll try and make this a short. Uh, I always wanted to perform, uh, be an actress or whatever. And when I was in university a long time ago, I went to Second City show in London, Ontario, where I went to university. Second City used to be in like, London? Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Please. I know. And they had a little flyers on the thing, want to learn improv on the table. Just little flyers like, yes, I want to learn improv. Uh, and I brought that home and uh, tucked it. And I didn't look at it again for a couple of years. Uh, but then I found myself, I was camera person on a fishing show. And uh, I know, weird. Oh my God. I, um, I know. My brother used to watch fishing yeah, shows yeah. all the time. And I think that's why we didn't get along. Yeah. Well, I, I had a, I, I worked in broadcast. I have a broadcast background. And um, there was, I, I was out of a job and I was looking at, we used to look at playback. It was back in the days before the internet and it had a, a playback magazine and they had listings. And Bob Azumi's Real Fishing Show had an ad. And my boyfriend at the time had a Bob Azumi hat. So, that, well, it must be a real show. So and I applied and got the gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I um, I lived in Hamilton, actually, at the time. And, um, oh, okay, so I found the, the hours were really long. And I was kind of lonely because I was just, you know, I was in Hamilton and, and doing all consumed. So I started, I phoned the number. I had some time on weekends. I phoned the number. I thought, maybe I can do the improv now. And I did. And I drove into Toronto every every weekend and did it for a couple of years. 
then I went to the UK and did some more there. And uh, but I always was drawn to comedy. Even when I wasn't performing it, I was going to comedy. And uh, but then I had flash ahead a few years, got married, had a couple babies, and was back in Toronto. Found myself. Um, uh, my husband had to work back in the UK, so I was going crazy with just the two kids. So I started doing improv again, just as some mummy time, just as time to get out of that freaking house. And just started going back from there. Then I went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Because it's um, a drug. I took a stand-up. It's a drug. <laughs> it, it is. It's like. Um, and I uh, took a stand-up for improvisers class and from had a class show. And uh, somebody hired me from okay. the class show. And I know. So I'm like, well, hold on. You can make money doing this thing? It was, it was $75, but hey. Um, I made $15 so, once. And then It was the <laughs> highlight of my life. I bought my right? husband a burger once. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the amount of money I'd spent in babysitters, oh, just yeah. with my husband in the UK, you know, I just, and so, uh, but then I realized I couldn't do both improv and, and stand up. I couldn't give that kind of focus with my kids and everything. So I chose stand up and that was 16 years ago. And wow, here we are. Yeah. It's addictive, man. And then you get hiring and then you, and especially 16 years ago, it was a smaller scene in Toronto and they're less women. So you kind of got the token uh, spot sometimes and, and I hustled and yeah. And I take a token spot. At the beginning I was thrilled by it. Um, But now, now it's better. It's a lot better, you know? And um, what have you been doing during this pandemic to keep up your funny (laughs) bone? Honestly, it has been really hard. I was talking to my husband about it. It's just my motivation is gone ladies. You know, I I just, I haven't hardly read a book. (laughs) I sit there, you know, my big thing is I scroll on Twitter and write jokes on there where yeah. I can, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 so many of my friends, I'm seeing them like you guys and, and, uh, doing creative things, uh, doing zoom shows. I have not done a zoom show, um, and writing and producing this. And I'm like, Oh, where do you, I just can't. The pandemic has, has, has altered me. I used me. to wake up, you know I mean? has, I used to wake up with ideas. Like I couldn't write them down fast enough. And I am like, I'm nothing. I'm like, is it over? Mm-hmm. Like that was so short lived. I, yeah. I was doing stand up for like a year and now I'm like, it's over. <laughs> What's happening? I oh, I feel bad for you. Cause for me, it's been, it's been kind of a nice break in a way. There's a lot of years. The grind is hard, so weird. but I thought, the, I thought the break would be like a couple months. I'm like, Oh, summertime. It'd be lovely. But then, so it I don't went know what's going to happen after Way this. too I long. Yeah. I always, so mm-hmm. I, I did the second city stand up course in Toronto and I yeah. like, I, I did my set. It was awesome. Like the guy who did the the lights or something said he was like, that was the best amateur set I've ever seen here. And, wow. and then, but my, I was working in advertising at the time and I was traveling for work all the time. I was like, I can't go and hustle and go do a set every single night. Like I, if they did stand up at 6 PM or 1 PM in the afternoon, I could go down at lunch and do it. I could have done something with it, but instead I, took a lot of years, it's, a lot of years off. You know, it, it's so hard because of the timing, especially when you have yeah. kids. Um, or you're tired. Um, or a day job, or a day job, or both, or both. Um, I got to the point, maybe I was eight years in, nine years in, and I found myself at a wing joint on Queen Street West, uh, run by amateurs. Like, I didn't know any of the guys who ran the show, but, you know, they offered me a spot, so I'm there. And I remember being there, and there was two people in the room who didn't even, they just wanted to have their wings. They didn't want to hear us. Uh, the comedy was awful. I spent literally four or five hours to get down there, be in the show, and get home. I said, you know what? 
I'm not going to say yes to every show anymore. Yeah, that's just, too much. I've come too far. I've done this too long. Uh, I had to go home and pay the sitter. Actually, no, not not, not eight years ago because the kids would have been old enough. But um, it was just drained me. I was like, what am I doing this for? For four minutes, five minutes of time talking to a bunch of other guys who aren't even paying attention. They're all on the phones. And, um, so I started being pickier about the mm-hmm. shows I did. And that actually had, it didn't affect, no one cared that I made that decision. Nobody, nobody said, oh, Martha's not hustling enough. Um, and I found the quality of shows yeah. were better. The fun I had was, yeah. was better. So, you know, and, and, but I understand those early years, you really got to hustle because you got to learn the people in the community too, because that's how you get mm-hmm. your gigs. Right. Yeah. So, uh, now it's like starting over again, <laughs> uh, be like going back. but a lot of people will be in the same boat because it'll be, this is different for comics that have been doing it. Like you, like you'll find yourself like, whoa, this is like nothing that you've probably experienced before being away from it for mm-hmm. so long. Well, Absolute did have a few, especially in Ottawa and Kingston, they have opened up off and on yeah. with the restrictions and things with the plexiglass. And I didn't, like I was, I, the week that everyone thinks shut down in March of 20, I was supposed to go to Kingston that week to have a week. In, and I was like the first week canceled. Mm-hmm. And he said, you'll be the first back. Uh, that didn't happen, but that's okay because I wasn't. But I wasn't ready to to necessarily be in a room with sixty or eighty or hundred yeah. people, you know. Social distancing aside, so um, I a bunch of my friends have gone back and done sets. Um, I and I see a lot of my American friend comic yeah. friends oh, yeah. out there in busy clubs with their arms around people. Yes. I'm like, guys, are you? But they're all vaccinated, probably. These are before oh. high vaccine oh, rates. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, but I have one shot yeah, now, one so shot. I'm feeling one shot, one shot, one yeah. shot, team. What? So, um, how, um, tell us about the moms in your life that influenced your sense of humor and your comedy. Do you know, I don't know. I think it was, I was looking at that question and like, you know, I love my mom, but she wasn't a very funny lady. Um, I wasn't surrounded by funny moms like growing up. It was more. I think the fact that it was a defense mechanism I, I, I started as a child because I was very shy and kind of uncool. And I think my comedy came more from there than watching the funny adults yeah. around me. My you know funny I mean? came because I was um, bullied. That's me too. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. And, and well, yeah, so that, I think that's, that you'll find that with male or female comics, that a lot of our funny comes from a defense mechanism that we built when we were yeah. younger, either feeling insecure or being bullied or or... Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of bullied, not terribly, but enough that it made me deflect, you know. Um, but I wasn't surrounded by hilarious women, right? Because you made me think. I'm going, huh, huh. I mean, currently I have a lot of funny women in life, but I, but I um, hang around in the comics <laughs> now, right? Yeah. So, but isn't that so, the best? Oh, it's yeah. the best when you talk. Yeah. It's just different. It's so different. That's why I love our show so much is like we get to for like 45 minutes to an hour talk to someone who makes us laugh the whole time. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I've got a better work on that. Sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like my best friend is a mom and she, we laugh a lot together. Mm-hmm. I think I think, you know, but somebody who's but you know, what, this one thing about comics is we can be exhausting trying to out funny each other to oh, that yeah. conversation. Yeah especially in the back back of a room when you're on a show. Yeah. We're all trying to be like the funniest one there. And I'm like, no, I just want to. I'm just trying to, just I'm just trying to stay know? in. Like, please so. like me. Please stay, let me stay in the group. Stay in the group. Don't get kicked to another table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, comics wouldn't do that, would they? Uh, I, don't the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> you know. would know. You would no. tell us. They would might. you kick us to another table? Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
no. Well, keep keep the Ryan Cokes coming yeah. and you're there for all that. No. I'm not allowed to drink Ryan Cokes unless you want me to seem like I'm on cocaine or crying. Oh, uh, that's me yeah. insider. <laughs> yes. I become... <laughs> I gotta be very careful my cider yeah. intake because I go. I don't. Crazy. I don't know who yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm either gonna be the most fun or like sobbing and like raging about something. I've never had that oh, effect. Really? I'm always like laughing, uh, doing crazy. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't found that uh, that alcohol that no, I was once it pulls your tears out. I was living. No. I was living in the UK and cider is a big thing there. And um, my husband and I were. I don't know if we're engaged or dating, but I started. I started going on the cider for a phase and it made me fighty oh. it made me fight like i would go home we get home and i'd pick fights and i'm not a, i'm an easygoing laid back and i'd be like you little girl, i was a bitch on cider so i i backed up. once i realized the correlation i'm like okay right Brian, Brian right yeah they're good they are good i can't have mm. them i can't well i can it's just i just don't know i just don't know who's gonna come <laughs> you gotta be careful <laughs> gotta be a safe yeah. space gotta have a safe space <laughs> I'm safe. I'm safer um, drunk than sober. <laughs> <laughs> Way happier. You Way asleep. happier. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm like funny. Too funny. Your friends. Are, tell us about the, your friends that inspire you. Then, since um, since your childhood moms aren't. Uh... Well, I hate to say that, but it's kind of the truth. Because the moms, I I grew up in the '70s and '80s. And uh, mom was a different person than they are now. You know, there, uh, there is certainly my world much more housewifey, much more cocktail party and bridge. And uh, if they were funny, I didn't see yeah. it that much. Do you know what I mean? We were very much separated. Like uh, we'd just be, we were kids. We would just leave at like, summer holidays. We'd leave at nine in the morning, come back at five, eat dinner, and then go play more. Like we just didn't yeah. interact. You were as much. seen, not heard. Um, <laughs> mm, oh yeah, we had a blast. But, uh, but my friends like. I've always found myself drawn to people that can put me at ease, okay. I think. Or high drama women. I've had some high drama. I've, I learned that I also am attracted to high drama women <laughs> as friendship uh, partners. But uh, I've learned to lessen that and really appreciate people who are just yeah. even. Because the high drama friends can be great fun when you're younger. But they take a toll. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I gotta, I gotta you know? back away now. As I get older, I need yeah. more space. And, and <laughs> the thing with, yeah. with high drama friends is that at some point the drama will be pointed at you. So yeah. it's like, 100%. so like it's fine when you're like helping them through their issues or whatever. But like when it's pointed at you, it is exhausting. So, oh, yeah. 100%. And I've, I've recently, and the, you know, it's hard to make friends as adults, but I've, I have lost a few friends the last couple of years. Coming to that realization, like, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth for this yeah. anymore. Like, I, I can't. It's not a bad thing. And, uh, no, like no, it's giving me some peace, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you know when you were, but I clung did you know on. when you were funny? Was there a moment where you were like, oh, I've got something? Uh, no, I think it was a gradual thing because I really made, I, I didn't purposely want to make people laugh, but I it just could yeah, make they people just laugh. just did it. It just, yeah. I wasn't the class clown per se, but I was always in the, I have one friend, Michelle Carey, who was, I've known since I was four. And she just, she's such a great audience for me because she just loves my sense of humor. And she would sit there and laugh and laugh and laugh at me. And that would encourage me, you know? Um, but I never really believed, like when I started doing improv and stand up, I didn't never really believe that I was funny enough. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like there's that sense of, because you're surrounded by very That's funny very people. female of you. Um, Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Or like I men are like, I'm mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah. And their jokes. 
and they're objectively yeah. not. But, <laughs> but they have that. They do have that. And, um, yeah, women – so that's why I think you'll find fewer women, too, that fear of just not being good enough or I'm not ready yet. And it's taken a lot of years to just say, just be present and do it. That's why I ran the festival. I thought it was. I thought it was time to um, celebrate women. Like, and come on, let's. Amazing. It's not. Yeah, people said, uh, "Why just a women in comedy festival?" And I said, "Because when the audiences come, it won't be oh, because uh, you know, obviously the whole line. You're, I don't usually like women comics, mm -hmm. but I like you. Mm -hmm. as a thing. Um, this way, people come. They know the whole audience. The whole uh, uh, show will be women. So there's none of that. That element's taken out. I'm gonna. Oh, she's she's funny for a woman. They're, they're all funny. Yeah. And it's not for a woman. It's just they're all funny. Do you know what I mean? It really shines a light um, on it. Why'd you stop? Yeah, it takes. It just became a lot. Uh, there was four producers in the beginning, the first three years, and then two of the producers left. Uh, fair enough. It was a lot of work for not very much glory or money. Uh, we hired to make. You know, we broke even, but we gave ourselves a little, a little tip, as it were. Uh, sorry, ladies. Um, and. Um, um, and uh, it just became a lot. So the other, the other producer and I uh, did two more years, and we thought five years is a good good amount. Yeah. And in those years, I was working. I got that job at the radio station I was telling you about, and um, uh, I was doing morning drive, and then I was doing after. And it's just like the full time job added to the pressure. So um, it was it was five years. We I'm very proud of the work we did, but it's a lot of work. So you know. And um, so growing up what shows like what you know what sitcom moms did you think were hilarious or you know well again i grew up in the 70s and 80s so it was a different sort of time but like i mean i remember lucy i mean everyone i love lucy i love lucy um and she was a mom but like i i was wondering that question when you were sent to me i was like i talk about people who played moms on tv who were actually moms doing it it can, it can go either like, way it's not like like Mary Tyler Moore, I was always a huge Mary Tyler yeah. Moore girl, um, and she didn't never she always played single mm -hmm. woman, but she had kids in free life. Uh, same with Carol yeah, Burnett, loved, loved her. her, all those women. Uh, but then like sitcoms like uh, Roseanne changed yeah. everything. Um, and as much as I'm sad the woman she's become, um, you can't take away what she did. You know those years she changed the perception of moms in comedy, women in comedy, uh, sitcoms. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it was pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, like, uh, so moms, especially when I was growing up, were, were very, um, like, Mrs. Cunningham, and uh, <laughs> they were all, like, the the best friend's mom. They were never, like, their own kind of entity. They were more of a foil, often, for the for the yeah. men. I wrote some down. Oh, like Mrs. Ingalls, uh, Little House of Prairie. I love that show. <laughs> but, again, she, she she had her moments of strength. I know you guys are like, what are you talking about, woman? Um, I watched that, watch that show. I watched that show, you too. Just, I was, yeah. yeah. Edith, Those Edith were the days. Yeah. yeah. But again, <laughs> she was kind of like, women had to be either wacky. Yes. Not had to be. This is how they were perceived. Wacky or uh, servile. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Always yep. scared. Like, like, gonna like do? The, or the, I'm going to get in trouble yeah, by my husband. Think, yeah. <laughs> Wait till your father gets yeah. home. Uh, but then there's shows like One Day at a Time. Oh, love you that know, show. Tell, yeah. Single mom, two daughters. Yes. Uh, and there have been two versions. Both have been good. Um, and that was kind of cool, seeing a single mom uh, really – and, like, even the Partridge family. Again, you're probably too young, but nope. that was a single mom. A uh, single mom with – and those were kind of interesting. They weren't necessarily funny, but um, they were, uh, I think, important characters, yeah. important things. But as far as – like, yeah, like uh, Peggy Bundy, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, 
yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see things have changed and that women are uh, programming as more just about relationships and not their whole people characters. now. Their whole mm -hmm. yeah, it's like Modern Family. Modern oh, Family did God. a great job. Yes, so good. what a great show. So that show good. kills they, me. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. Um, I mean, you know, come back to Shit's Creek, but that was, you know, like, uh, uh, like that was hilarious. But she was, but she was a cartoony character yeah. as well. But but they all were kind yeah. of yeah yeah. I'm just trying to think. But there's like what else? Um, uh, yeah. But I, I like the likes of Modern Family, which has the real stories and the real people and the real moms and the real, yeah. That, so yeah first, I remember the I mean, first still... episode and I fell in love with it. I went to work and was like, guys, have you seen the show? And nobody liked it. They The first couple of weeks, really? they did not like it. I'm like, they did not like the way, um, you know how they would like talk to the camera? Oh, right. They, like they, couldn't, the documentary they had thing? to get used didn't to that. Did they watch The Office? Like. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. wasn't a new format. Yeah, they yeah. were all weirded yeah. out by that. But uh, I was like, "Oh, the show! I'm dying over here." It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to watch the progress of women, mm -hmm. especially moms. But I like the fact that a lot of the shows, being a mom, is just part of who they are, as opposed to all of who they are. Whereas in you know the 70s and 80s, it was all of their existence, yes. not just you know. Yeah, I remember so. my mom always cleaning, always cleaning, like. I, I compared like my cleaning now I'm just like nah it's just me talking myself <laughs> out of everything but she was like like you know taking things off the wall and cleaning them it was like that oh I know my my mom was like that we had a cleaner come in once a week we were privileged enough to have a, a lady come in but my mom would help her my mom would help her she she would they one would be in one room and the other would be in the other room oh and it was just God, like okay that's intense yeah that's, that yeah not, it was intense that's not the way I live <laughs> and and the way and the way our house looked looking growing up it was immaculate mm. and i um my bedroom we were allowed to have our bedrooms be whatever for the most part um no posters in the walls or anything like that but uh could be just painted but um, um but looking back and, and to achieve that level of perfection took a lot of time yeah out of her life and it, and she should have been proud because the house looked beautiful but i even think of all the moms she, that ironed like I don't think anybody irons anymore. But that's so much time. I cry. I like, you know what I mean. I need a drink then. That's when I need my. Yeah. <laughs> my mumu would only come over. That's finished for grandmother. She would only come over if there was something to do. So we would like pile all of our laundry, and then she would. So she did our laundry. So she would, and she would iron our sheets, and I'd have to go down and help her, and she'd be like, "Yennefer, I need hangers," and like it was. But she would if there was nothing to do, she wouldn't come out and hang out. She wouldn't come out. That's cut, like come over yeah. and just watch TV. Like she had to have Let me time wasted. Yeah. Rather, wow. But she grew up. I mean, she was born in 1912 and then like grew up on a farm in Finland. And then like, you know, she was a tailor when she moved to Toronto and then she owned a farm like she was a working, sturdy woman. So like a fine big girl like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was awesome, but she wouldn't just hang. No, no, no. It's she had no chill. Sorry, that was no chill. <laughs> no. Well, and that's how they were programmed. You you don't you don't. It's waste of time if you're not doing something. You're not busy. Um, yeah. Did you find you had any guilt when you were raising your kids? For doing comedy? Uh, no, for like the, or just in general the cleaning the just living differently um, than like how those moms lived. Because sometimes I no. feel bad. I'm like, oh, I guess I could be showing them like you should be clean or whatever. But I also show them a good time. I'm like, good time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how we I live. Know, I think I'm, I think I'm modeling different because so, so, you know, 
because I lived in a very clean house, but I didn't have as much. I think I'm more engaged with my kids. My mom yeah. was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a better gift to give your kids than a sparkling clean floor. Yeah. But there's always that mom know. guilt, that thing of like, I mean, I'm over it now. But at the beginning, I remember like, I can't hold up this. I can't keep everything perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's impossible. Um, and, like, no, I, I even, never worried. Like even my parents or my mom, like she, she was like all about achieving her dreams, which is totally warranted, but like, she wasn't like, I didn't have a mom that like played with me all the time and did all of these things. Cause she was going to university and she was doing all of these different things when I was growing up. Um, and uh, like, good for her though. Like, yeah, she's kind oh, of yeah. ahead of her time. She's kind of ahead of her time. Oh yeah. Her, you know? yeah. She, yeah. She, uh, she went back after she had cancer. It was kind of like a, Oh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be a law clerk for the rest of my life or like not a lot. She didn't have a law degree, but she would like take all the notes in a lawyer's office, whatever they're called. Are they law clerks? Sure. She's a, she was an assistant in a lawyer's office. And then, yeah, she went back to university at 40 and then like got her teaching degree and ended up like working at the school board at the end of her career. Like she, and so it's, she's a great role model in the sense that she is a wonderful mother, very kind, very giving, but she also was like, you can reinvent yourself at any time. Like, and that's important lesson that, that we forget um, I, I started doing stand up in my late thirties, you know, and I, and, um, it's like, people were like, ah, cute, Martha, just so good luck. And then, but then it became serious. I'm going on the road and everyone's like, Oh Jesus. Uh, my father, uh, who's 90, um, my mom has passed, but my father's 90 and he, um, I put an album out, uh, a year and a half ago. They're about, it's like I was end of 19 and he still doesn't, he, I said, Oh, I got some royalties for my album your album like dad remember i told you i put an album but my whole family doesn't sort of register that this is a real thing he calls what uh, i do skitches how did how were your skitches last night skitches. my skitch <laughs> dad I, I do stand up i don't do sketches or skits um skitches. so there's that <laughs> skitches but and it's it's kind of a like what i'm doing is not real to them yeah do you know what i mean yeah. um but it's easier to reinvent yourself because of that you can yeah. just sort of say well i'm you know and when I make money for anything, people are always impressed. I like, I got to show you. I got paid. I got paid. Yeah, yeah really, <laughs> I did. Really? Like when I was working on the fishing show, because my, I think cause my brother was a lawyer, uh, is a lawyer. My sister got her MBA, oh, wow. um, and then and then moved to uh, and then moved to uh, France. Now she got her her she went to France to get her MBA, um, and Martha's in television. Martha's in broadcast, and so uh, when I was working the fishing show, we used to do bloopers at the end of the show, and uh it was all about bob not me but at one time i was in the shot i was at the back of the boat so one of the cameras caught me at the back of the boat and I, my parents saw it they recorded the episode and showed their friends Aww. of me because they didn't really believe what i did was a real job mm-hmm. do you know what i mean you know i think they think tv anyway so yeah you know, i'm no lawyer so funny <laughs> yeah and sweet I'm no lawyer it is sweet it's sweet but it's but they never understood what i what i work my work I worked at CBC in the in the Foreign Bureau for years in London, and that was kind of more real to them because it was news. Oh, you know what I mean. So, um, what? Uh, sorry, Christina, I keep asking all the questions. Um, <laughs> comedians, your favorite like mm-hmm. uh, moms, any kind of comedian that uh, you looked up to, or even now you. And it doesn't have to be stand up. Uh, it could be any type of comedian. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in preparation for this, I was looking because at the Shoe Festival we had a show called like we just we categorized our our shows like we did she 
she mom. So we did she LBT. Uh, she we categorize them. She clean. She or she PG. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I so I looked it. at them and there's yeah, but um, there's a lot of great comics um, like Lori Gibbs out west. Um, one of my favorite people in comedy and a very very funny woman. And she's got two kids. She and I kind of have these weird parallel lives. Um, uh, Kate Davis, of course, is like one of the first really. Uh, she's like the the matron of moms in Toronto comedy. <laughs> she was doing stats. That's when she was pregnant for her kid. Um, uh, Ali Wong before Ali Wong. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, way before Ali. Yeah, yeah, but Ali's great. Good for her. For good for her for doing her specials with her bump. You know, um, Toronto uh, is uh, Zabrina Chevins. I don't know if you know Zabrina. Uh, she started about the same time as me. Uh, she had smaller kids than me, and then she took some time off, and now she's back. But she's a full-time nurse, oh. hilarious woman. Um, uh, Precious Chong and Melissa Story uh, are two Toronto-based women who do stand-up, but they also do sketch together and broadcast or, or, or videos, and uh, they're always busy. It's like, how do you? Yeah, so many. I'm them definitely. Uh, Toronto sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, Rochelle Ellie, who's in Ottawa area, uh, very funny. She does a lot of cabaret style stuff. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robin Duke, I took the class with Robin. Uh, she's a former SNLer and um, Second City uh, person. Not, you know, so she's amazing. Uh, like Aurora a Saturday Brown. Night Live person? She was on SNL, yeah. That's so cool. And she teaches at Humber now, and uh, she's amazing. Um, there's Aurora Brown from yes, the Baronesses. And uh, Meredith McNeil also has a kid, but I don't really know Meredith. Um, but, you know, just seeing these women who are just changing the way we see women of a certain age, too, yeah. with kids out there. Um, I, don't, I don't really know Fiona very well, Fiona Bryan. I know you said you had her, but she's very funny online. And, yeah, and, um, uh, yeah so many of us. They were kind of, some, some people are more stealth than others. Some people don't talk about their kids at all. They just, you know, and some people are all about their kids. Yeah. Um, Lisa Baker again. I don't know her, but she's out west, and um, I know her online. I know she has a couple of kids, or at least one kid. Uh, but she's doing super well. Um, so it's there's hope. There's hope. It gives you hope, you know. So. Uh, Christine, you don't talk much about your kids. I I don't know. Like I naturally just I thought I would. I thought I'd be that one talking about my everyday life, and I ended up going up there, and I was so dirty, and I don't even know where that was coming from, and I couldn't even show my dad. Like. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? And then um, I would put them in there. And I think I was just wanted away from it so bad. Because like, I, I, did, well, it's, I don't know. It's afraid. hard to put your kids in there. I don't know. There's yeah. something weird. I don't know. You know what? Uh, in my situation, um, I, my kids were very little when I started. So I didn't, it wasn't, I have a few, they're old, you see, you know, they're on my albums. I've told them for years. Hmm? How old are they uh, now? 20 and, 20, 20 and 24. Okay. The grownups. But my 24-year-old has a pretty uh, severe learning disability, and she's 24, going on 15 or 16 in many ways. Okay. So I always found I always found it very difficult to joke about her because I didn't know how to because anything that she kind of did was funny was because of right. things, you know. So I kind of steered away from her, and then by virtue, so a lot of jokes that I do tell her about my son because he's uh, neurotypical, but he was so little, and I and so then I just sort of my writing didn't sort of land that way, yeah. you know what I mean? Part of it was sensitivity to my my daughter, and part of it was just I find other things funny too. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I like to talk about us. Even when I would like, I loved going back to work just to talk to other women about all the different things they were because I would work with like all different ages, and it wasn't just about little kids. Like 
it was about all this yeah. other stuff and i love that because i spent so much time with it i was yeah i don't know absolutely because there's when you go to mom groups and play groups and outside the school all you do is talk about your kids so to have a reason not to talk about your kids is a gift man it's a gift yeah and, and i also so, think that i always wonder like is it going to be that funny like how how many of these young people want to hear about you know kids spitting mm -hmm, up on you mm -hmm. like i don't know yeah yeah i don't know so, so what is the funniest thing that a mom in your life has done oh gosh i can't it's a hard one um are you a funny mom are you funny with your kids like what's the funniest thing you've yes. done with your kids um I'm, I'm pretty funny i think with my kids that's a hard one man um like my son is really my son uh um wants to be an actor and, and a filmmaker and so he kind of he's more my we kind of banter a bit more um I mean, my mother-in-law inadvertently was funny with with the way she, she she she's she's the reason I I my album's called Fine Big Girl because she's Irish, she's Irish. Like my husband's from Ireland, right? Okay. And uh, his mom uh, just would blurt out stuff like she'd call Mom Marthy, you're a fine big girl, aren't you a fine big girl? You know, and that kind of so she she makes me see, but it's also very funny because I've never I've been surrounded by women who have filters. Right. My whole life. And the Irish lack filters. It's so cool. Do you know what I mean? Um, my grandma, it, yeah. when she, like, she had dementia, we don't know, like, she had dementia for a long time, but before she moved into the, the nursing home, uh, like, I went to sit beside her on the couch, and I was like, Grandma, can you move over a little bit? I need more room. And she looks at me, she goes, yep, you're a fat one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, filters. <laughs> At the time, oh, it was man. accurate, so I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> it's just, I, yeah, but you have to laugh at yourself, and mm -hmm. um, um, I'm just trying to think. Of, you really got me thinking about that. What the funny thing a mother has done? Um, I don't know, man. It's a well, hard one. We could move yeah. on to your top five all-time favorite moms, and then circle back in corporate speak yeah it might to that. If it comes, <laughs> if it well i tried to do i tried to do my homework but it's hard because i okay so in my personal life um i mean obviously you're influenced everyone's influenced by their moms um actually my grandmother was pretty funny but again inadvertently um she lived in wawa ontario which is uh, funny in know, itself right and um we'd go to visit her once a year and uh stay in wawa when you're a teenager man <laughs> wawa. um but my daughter but has a plaid shirt from wawa that she wears oh, does she yep my parents stopped got, there on a road trip just to get a shirt it's, it's the last stop like they call it hitchhiker's hell up there oh because if, you get, if, you, if you get dropped off in wawa you're not going to get a lift further west for months uh but grandma would be like uh she couldn't cook she was a terrible cook you know everyone's grandma bakes my yes. grandmother was the sure. worst cook. <laughs> uh, my brother and I went to visit her when we were teenagers, and she cheated at cards. So it'd be the <laughs> girls against the guys, and she would flip the guys' cards over, and then and then cooking like she would put the broccoli on at breakfast. She would serve us <laughs> oh, breakfast, and then put the broccoli on no. on low simmer all all day, all day, just on simmering. Broccoli mush sounds no, the smell. Oh, uh, just awful all day. And uh, she planted fake flowers in the garden. That's amazing. Because, and I would I would uh, do that. Actually, kind of <laughs> smart. 
Well, I say, Grandma, those are plastic flowers. And she's like, yes, I don't have to weed them. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. They bloom all year round. Like Wawa is way northern Ontario, right? And uh, I was like, Grandma, but okay. Um, but she was she was an interesting character on her own. Like she had a lot of hardship and, and still kind of was this wacky woman. Um, I love her. Some, you know, my yeah, I, my Myrtle, 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 Myrtle. Yeah, Myrtle. Myrtle. Myrtle is my new goals. Uh, <laughs> she was she was um, one of sixteen kids. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But Myrtle, uh, she just again no filter like my mother-in-law. She would uh, when we'd go to Wawa, I would just you know her little tiny house with my grandfather. Uh, so I'd go walk around Wawa all the time just by myself. And uh, she she said, Martha, do you have a boyfriend? You're never here. I'm like a boyfriend. I arrived at Wawa yesterday. No, I don't have a boyfriend in Wawa. She's like, I need a snogging. <laughs> <laughs> How long would you stay there? Um, usually four or five days because it's oh, a long okay. drive, right? Yeah. I was like, were you there for the summer? <laughs> no, God. Oh. Um, but no, and like my mom was influential, obviously. Um, my my best friend, uh, Karen's a mom, and, and she's, she and I, you know, you need that one person you can, I don't know if you guys are that for each other, but you need someone you can just, just unload Let to. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be yourself uh unload to and we just she's like my sister you know and my sister i do have a sister who's a great mom um and a sister-in-law who's a great mom there's a lot of you're surrounded we especially when you hit a certain age you you're, a lot of your friends are are uh are rocking but i have a lot of single friends too because of comedy right yeah a lot of single cool. women i think that's yeah it's a different perspective yeah. it's like i don't know i like hearing it different yeah. things not all the same yeah Oh yeah, the the cool night they had. All out. like, oh, you did all that. Really? <laughs> wow, now, I'm tired you know, just hearing it. Like, I had some but, chips and went right into bed. <laughs> but now that my kids are older, I actually don't have any of those restrictions. That yeah. But I find myself being a little tired. Yeah. Now, and I don't want to go to the bar. I'd rather. Are you okay once you're there, or are you tired there, or like? Oh, I'm fine. Once you get I'm there. Fine. Yeah, but I don't wear high heels anymore. Like I used to dress to the nines, and now I'm in the flat shoes. And I know I've become very middle aged. Comfort, yeah. I wear black. (laughs) I usually wear black on stage. All black. I I wear black all the time. Yeah, it's very slimming. It's in my brain, in my mind. (laughs) Until I see the photos from someone took from below. Oh gosh! Never shoot a woman from below. My God, guys. Mine would just be like that front pouch. That's all they get. Oh, just a French pouch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the my nose. <laughs> and your my oh, five awesome. necks. Oh. Yeah, it's the chins too. Yeah. And usually you're in the middle of talking, so you're like It's horrible. And the photo fo- and the photo is No, horrible. yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they send it to you gleefully. No. It's like oh. Yeah, I talk a lot with my hands <laughs> when I'm on stage. So the photos I've got and I have these like tiny little hands on this like big frame. And it's always like <laughs> It's like so weird and distorted, and I'm like, stop taking the photos. Yeah, yeah. Until I pose. pose. I need to pose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like put my leg in front of one leg in front of the other, and and put my back out. I just yeah. happen to be telling the joke like this, <laughs> like this. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah, pulled back. there's no good. There's no good action shots. No good action shots. Oh, uh, what about uh, two more moms? I think because uh, um, typically we okay. say no moms you've mentioned before. Okay. Um, hmm. Could be historical. It could be a, a mythical. Oh, it could be mythical. a cartoon. Uh, a cartoon. It could be 
I don't know. Someone said Mother Earth once. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's stretching. Come on. Um, let me just think. Historical. Um, do you know what? This is this is because I lived in the UK for a lot. I'm gonna say um, Princess Diana. Ooh, I I lived yeah. I I lived in the UK during. I was there when she died. Oh my God. Um, um, I would, I was on mat leave from CBC. And I thought for sure I'd get it called in to help cover, but they had the whole Toronto crew coming over. Um, just, I thought she was a really, really great lady. Yeah. I know she had her, I know she had her demons, and I, but I know the the royal family sucked her in and spat her out. But and, an amazing mom um, through it all, like such a yeah. Mom. And she just at the end didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, I mean, she um, once she was kind of free of Charles. Um, she was a good mom as well. She did a lot of charity work uh, with the, especially the AIDS community, which at the time was very. Uh, I thought she was a really neat lady. Who, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you know, poor little rich girl. But she really, the, the amount of scrutiny that woman was under. Again, I was there in the in the nineties, and um, that woman couldn't yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Being you know, a princess isn't all fairy tales. Mm-mm. It was pretty awful for her. Yeah. And then she died that horrible death, and um, so I thought she was a she was a pretty pretty amazing woman and. and a very good mother, in my opinion. Um, and the queen, you know, the queen had her shit too, right? Yeah. You know? um, she is you said badass. historical, that made me think. She's kind of badass. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of badass. That purse, man, that purse is always on her arm. Yeah. Like, What's in your purse, Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> um, I say she carries Grandma it Mitz. everywhere. Kleenexes. A Mickey and gin. Well, you know. Uh, well, you know when I when I was at CBC, the Queen Mother was still alive, and uh, whenever we were uh, not wanting to, cause news, your day went by what news broke, right? Um, and if you were like a little hungover or just tired, you like, God, I hope the Queen Mother doesn't die today. But she lived, because that means that means news is crazy, right? That was our little catchphrase. That woman lived and lived and lived and it lived. Did. And lived. The gin it and pickled she, her. It did. She drank a lot of gin. Mm-hmm. Is my point. So. And what's yeah. the queen's She's drink? Admirable. The queen has a drink too. Gin. She's a oh, gin. They're all gin, gin well. and champagne. Champagne yeah. for dinner. Mm. Yeah, I read read mm. what she drinks in like a day, and like she is lightly buzzed all day, not intoxicated, one, lightly buzzed. One would need cool. to be day drinking. Yeah. One would need to day be day drinking. I knew it was. I knew it was a good thing. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's in here? No, I'm. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Uh, okay, I need another mom. Um, it's hard because everyone's a mom in my in my world, mm-hmm. uh, my day to day life. Um, you know, my sister is pretty admirable too. She's um, got three kids. I mean, she's got some money, but she is ever changing and evolving. And uh, she got her um, MBA. She's super athletic. I mean, I, I she's somebody I she's younger than me, but she's always been like super achiever. Um, and then she got a master's in um, screenwriting in London, and now she's she just finished documentary, and she's down in Kenya right now doing another TV show. Um, yeah, she teaches uh, a course at a university, a screenwriting course, university in the UK, not in London, outside outside of London. Um, you know, she's just, I mean, money helped in a way to free her to do that, so it's not like, but she did it anyways. I think she would have done it money or no money. Yeah, you know she would have got close um, as close as she could. She's uh, just so driven, and she doesn't sit down though. I call her Hurricane Janet because she just whips into your life. And like she goes, like if, if we have an hour's break, we go to the, her cottage in the summer sometimes, and we have a bit of downtime before dinner. 
she starts doing a puzzle. Oh. Or kids, let's let's play a game. Oh God, never. I, I think she's, never. <laughs> no, I think she's I, okay. Now it's time for cocktails, so we all have to go to cocktail time for 45 minutes, and then then it's and it's just like, oh, take a deep breath. So I think I'm super laid back as a result. I'm I'm her yin to her yes. yang. You yep. know what I mean? But uh, I admire the heck out of her. Oh wow. And she's a and she's a lovely, lovely person too. She really is. That's nice. Uh, yeah, we used to be much closer because. Um, at age but then as you get older and she's in the uk and i'm here yeah. but we're still pretty close we pick up the phone and talk to each other yeah yeah find yourself a good sister yeah bio or not bio or not <laughs> yes it's cute. i have i have friends that are sisters yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah for sure and i th- i have the one sister and we never yeah. got along growing up like cat like really? oh, we fought viciously like physically fought and wow. uh, after we had kids, it toned down. Like we could be in the room together, and now we're like super close. Like it just needed, it just found its way. Like you just know that that's your person. Nothing will. Mm-hmm. That's good. That person's got your back. No it's a safe. What. It's a safe place. Yeah. yeah, it's safe because they're not going to leave you. No, I was always so envious of my friends with sisters. Like it just seems so special. Like <sighs> mine was pretty. Ugly. Well, when you were little. Yeah, when you're little, it's harder. Like, my sister's only 18 months younger than me, and she was my shadow and drove bonkers. Always fighting. But that was when you're little. Yeah, yeah. always fighting. But then you, you hit about 13 or 14, then it goes away, and then you become friends, you know? Yeah. I have uh, my world. a son and two girls, and I am blown away at how these girls have been able to interact with each other because it's so different from me and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really How old are they? They are, right now, they're like, uh, one's almost 14 and the other one's 11. Right. Oh, that's a good age if they're getting along at this age. I know. I mean, yeah. we're starting to see them space... separate. Like one still wants to do kid things and the one's starting to go. But even with setbacks, they um, it's very calm. I can't say that they're like mm-hmm. ripping each other's hair out. I'm like, hey, to my sister, I'm like, hey, remember that time I threw you from one room to the other and you hit that plant? And then we had to explain like why the dirt was all over. <laughs> remember you chased me around with that knife <laughs> like it's like what was this but we had a really like volatile mom so like it helps to have yeah. <laughs> a calm mom. mom is what i'm saying just be a calm mom. yeah well now the three years between your girls makes a difference too i think having like we were 18 months we were practically the same age yeah it's almost like you know twins I mean? yeah so um i think the the space between a, a kids helps yeah because as you say, you have fourteen-year-olds off doing fourteen-year-old things, and eleven-year-old wants to watch whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they watch anymore because I don't care. Because I'm sick of watching children's programming. And the minute <laughs> oh we God. turned off, we turned off the Wiggles or whatever. I was. I was like. It's like PDSD. Like if it comes back, like somebody else is watching. I'm like, no, no, we don't do this anymore. No, no, <laughs> turn it off. No, 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 no. Layla's four and a half, and I've been watching like. Uh, the Princess Bride and Secret Garden and like good for oh, you. That's good. She like technically she's too little, but like I when she starts to get like get scared, I explain to her what's about to happen, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm not scared now." And then she'll watch the whole thing, and I'm like, "This is the best." And she's that's obsessed awesome. with Andre the Giant Giant now. That's awesome. Oh, uh, see what a great mom. What yeah. a great. Mom. I couldn't listen Kudos. to the, I couldn't listen to the kid music. I'd have to play yeah. like Beatles or like you were. We were not yeah. listening to those like oh, she, kid bop things. But what she mostly listens to like rock and roll for the most part but she uh like she does still watch her kids shows but I, now i can talk her into grown-up like, shows yeah, no, that's people that are cartoons and it's yeah. that's a good mix yeah um, well done I remember thank you my son my son when he was a teenager like 15 we were driving somewhere and uh 
uh, I can't remember what song it was, but an 80s song, like, uh, you know, I don't even know what it was. I want to say Bruce Springsteen or, or Bon, bon Jovi. Yeah, safety could have been, who knows. And I my son starts, si- he starts singing along with it. I'm like, how do you know the words? Hey, Mom, all you do is play oh. 80s music. How, of course all I know so it. well done. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. My, my kids thought, won't listen to any music. I'll be like, who is this? And they'll be like, because I listen to a lot of like classic rock. And I'll be like, who is this? And they'll be like, I don't know. I'm like, it's Led Zeppelin. How do you not know? Like, it, it, <laughs> it's really bothering me. It's like the thing that bothers me the most right now. Like in the car driving, I'm like, I, but I guess maybe they're used to playing their games or, you know, they have the headsets yeah. on. And so they, yeah, they have what they have. We didn't have that. We had the house radio, like the radio that was on in yeah, the house. What your parents were playing. Oh, God. I was raised on, my mom was born in 1942. So in the early 60s, when the Beatles were happening and yeah. Elvis was happening, she was married to kids and, and listening to Roger Whittaker. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. I had, the fact that I have any cool at all. I'm Neil, getting you a t-shirt. <laughs> Neil, Neil Diamond, um, uh, uh, Helen Reddy, Anne Murray, uh, Nan Muscuri, oh. Roger Whittaker. This is what I grew up on. Oh. Car- Carpenters. Carpenters and Abba. She liked Abba, too. I like Abba. Abba. Abba's I grew good. up on Motown. See, uh, Motown's cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous because I just so. Did I grew not. up on Black Sabbath. <laughs> My parents were like really young when they had kids, and we just had we just got hit with all of that. Like, oh really? Eh? We would look at the albums and be scared for our lives. Like, what do our are our parents in a cult? Like, we were so scared. <laughs> it's like, why are there naked children climbing a rock? Layla <laughs> loves Black Sabbath. Loves Black Sabbath since she was like one and a half years old. Oh my god! And she'll okay. be See, like, "I need what? that child. I don't have that yeah, child." My uh, my daughter, I remember too. Her liking Ozzy was uh, Crazy Train, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, as, and bopping in the back seat, money louder, louder. I'm like, what? Really? Like you just That's don't know. Awesome. You just don't know. Yeah. But I had a very bad music phase, and I, I blame my parents. Um, I like Barry Manilow. Okay, oh, you're a fan of I, I was when I was about <laughs> ten or eleven. I was 10 or 11 and I went through a fan loaf and I, I went, my first concert was Barry Manilow. Yeah. So I, if I, I you like could have music. had a poster, it would have been Barry Manilow on your wall. When I was younger, then I put posters up when I went to university. I had Bruce Springsteen, Corey Hart. Yep. Big, yes. big Corey Hart. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen and Paul Young. Paul Young was my heartthrob. Uh, oh my British God. Singer. That you just like brought that back from like, yeah. that was buried yeah, somewhere. I, wow. Yeah. I um, saw him about, two years ago now he came to toronto what? mid-year yeah singing and oh yeah they did a concert at in toronto oh mid-year from ultravox and uh yeah still got a crush on him it's, it's not okay. good i once went to see so i've seen new kids on the block seven times and one of the times was at casino rama and they're performing and at one point i yelled to joey like you're hot take off your shirt and they heard me <laughs> take off their shirts no, it, 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 but they laughed about it because it just happened to like i screamed it just as for some reason the whole room went Place quiet, went quiet. <laughs> this is- well i work i had summer job uh uh when i was after like for three two and a half summers at ontario place so now it's the most oh, theater or the awesome. whatever but it was the forum back then yeah. and so my job was taking care of all the bands so i'd get in their food and towels and drinks and just i was their person backstage and I met so many cool people yeah. and those were the best summers of my life. Wow. So it really expanded, expanded my music. Too. Yeah. No, dope. Uh, you know, like James Brown, Johnny Cash. Oh my God. You need to write uh, a book. 
I know, right? I don't have stories. Mike and the Mechanics. Um, and a lot of Canadian bands coming up, like we, 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 Artists on the Way Up or Artists on the Way Down is how we should go. <laughs> uh, but like uh, Glass Tiger nice. and um, Blue Rodeo came a couple of times. Yeah, they uh, always did yeah. a big concert. Oh, yeah. I saw them. They were really good. And, well, this mm-hmm. is a long time ago when they weren't anybody. Like they were opening for Murray McLaughlin. They were like oh, New Rodeo oh. at the time. Yes. New Rodeo. Yes. <laughs> new Rodeo. Oh, Baby was Blue a great Rodeo. <laughs> um, Brand spanking new. So, Martha, thank you so much. This was our last episode of this season. Oh, thank you. So glad you came on. Congrats on your podcast. Thank you. Where can our listeners find you? Um, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Martha underscore O'Neill with two L's. I'm on Instagram with the same handle, but I really don't post much. You'll see my dog on Instagram. (laughs) I got a pandemic puppy. And uh, yeah, well, I had another dog. She died, blah, blah, blah. So I, I thought... I'm just making sure I gave you the right information. Yeah, and Martha underscore O'Neill on Instagram as well. Um, buy my album, Find Good Girl, on all the places. It's the really TV, good. Whatever. It's really good, everyone. Thank you. It's very, you. very, very funny. And I wish I had been writing more so I could do a new album when I went all over, but I've not been writing. But uh, I'm oh, sure we'll I'm, all I'm, get inspired. I'm not worried about you. Like a burst <laughs> of creativity. <laughs> When we have a notification, like, you know, we're going to, like, in one month, it's going to be back to normal. All of us will just, like, like that, what's it called? The, the languishing will lift off of us and we'll I all hope be so. inspired. We're unproductive and anyway. Yeah. Thank well, you. thank you for having me. It was lovely thank to meet you, you both. And so fun. Next time, next time I'll have my, my roots done. I know you, the I uh, won't. listeners don't give it. I won't. Don't give it. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless podcasting and not television. Right? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Have a wonderful thank day. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, you too. Enjoy bye. the nice weather. Thank you. Bye. bye. We want to thank Laura Vella for our logo design, C&D Productions for our audio editing, as well as each other, and you, the listeners. We'd love it if you could give us a review wherever you're listening. You can find us on socials at Moms Are Not Funny. Thanks again. Have a great day.